like sucking, but I ain't gay. Legit bad podcast. Fuck those honkies. Welcome back to Legit Bat. I'm Joe. Jen is Jen. Hello. Ben's Ben. And silent as ever. Just like usual. You're welcome. Until he gets on a tangent, then he won't shut the fuck up. But that's fine. That's correct. Brief. Uh, our guest today is Al- Alex, right? Or Alexandria? I mean, Alex is for brevity. Yeah, either one. Uh, my real name, my full name is Alexandria, but people call me Alex or uh, my nickname is Flip. So any of those choices you may call me so I'm, i was trying to figure out your last name is it it's not filipowski huh it's filiposki well actually you know what you got it right twice because you got it correct in the english pronunciation and in the polish Philip-Posky. pronunciation yeah yeah so you did better than every single other person filipowski <laughs> yeah yeah i want to say it in a russian polish way. It is Polish. It is Polish. All of the Auskis are uh, are usually Polish, and then the Skyas, those are or Ovs, those are the Russians. Yeah, yeah. Like any SKYs, those are usually Russian. There are a Mm -hmm. few Polish people with an SKY, but if it's an SKI, then you are in good company of a Polish person most of the time. I always thought the 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 V's and W's were always just a German thing, and then when I went to Russia, they would say vodka. You want oh. vodka? And I was like, the what? And they're like, vodka. And I'm like, oh, no. No, I would not like your, your vodka on tap at a pizza parlor. <laughs> yes, you would. <laughs> yeah, I would. Liar. <laughs> so uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, what you do, and uh, your show, The Flip Side. Yeah, okay. Well, hi, everybody. I am Alexandria, Alex, or Flip, whichever one you want. We're going to go with Flip right now just for, you know brevity as you said but yeah i have a show called the flip side um my little tagline is we talk everything upside down and inside out and the whole point of me starting the show was really just to ask my silly little questions that lived in my head but now it's turned into something that i think is it's still answering all those questions that i have but now more and more people um, I just allow anybody who wants to come on to come on and share. And it's been really awesome to hear all of the information that people have that they don't usually get to talk about that I don't know a lot about. Or um, sometimes I find people where I'm like, I have a really like I have a question about um, whatever it is. And then I find somebody who can, you know, kind of lead me in the right direction. I still haven't found somebody for feng shui. And that has been driving me crazy because I really want to talk to somebody who knows all feng shui tips. But um, other than that, yeah, the flip side has been really, really fun. Um, It obviously started with my love for aliens. And then, uh, you know, I think that might be the gateway drug to all sorts of things. And uh, now we're here. And I love every minute of doing it. So that's a little bit of backstory. There's probably more, but as of right now, that's that's where it's at these days. I mean, your show is really great. I listened to your interview with Nick Hinton and I was oh, like, oh, you. my gosh, I told Joe right away. I'm like, this girl's so cool. We have to have her on the show. I think we'd have a great conversation. You have great energy. And the oh. way that you ask questions is very 
genuine and you're very open-minded and you're not like, this is the way it is. You're just the same way that we are, where we're just inquisitive. We just want to know more and we just want to have fun and not, you know, I know we're not going to figure it out necessarily, but it's really fun. The journey is great. Yeah. That's right. Good. Yeah. You had kind of a similar backstory. We just started to have fun and yeah, if it stops being fun. Then I probably won't do it anymore. But as of oh. today, it's still fun. So, well, we started it. A lot of people that we talked to when we started it were paranormal people. A lot of people yeah. who had alien experiences or ghost experiences or uh, cryptid stuff. And then it, I mean, it was 2020 at the end when we started. So it did devolve into politics uh, pretty quickly and then kind of flipped around back to like, let's get away from that and talk more about. Oh, it was nothing but COVID and politics and all that shit. And I'm glad we're kind of past that. Thanks to Biden, because he said COVID's over now. So we can, you know, don't have to worry about that. anymore. I think, isn't it mid-May? Yeah, it's like like the the launch date of the new Zelda game. It's like COVID, COVID's over and we get the new Zelda game at the same time. It's going to be a great year. (laughs) so what that's that's very that's very funny sorry i do love my i love to game too so i'm like oh it's very the new zelda is going to be dope i actually bought a zelda themed nintendo switch just to host the new zelda game that's how much of a fucking dork we are there we go i love it dorks all around you have now hit my level you're welcome no not (laughs) not even close dude you you have me beat on all of those levels (laughs) Uh, we first heard about you, like Jen was saying, because of your Nick Hinton episode, because we were having him on and uh, Jen was trying to kind of familiarize, familiarize herself with Nick's work and came across your show. And I talked to Nick about you, actually, and he's like, oh, I love her. Yeah, I'd have her on. She'd be oh. great. So how did you get involved with uh, Nick Hinton's li- line of thinking? Because he- he's changed a bit in his perspective over the last three years. So. How did you first get involved with that? Was it the trans surfing stuff, the, you know, gym, dimension jumping or what what drew you into him? So honestly, Nick and I kind of met via Twitter. We had a ton of mutual friends and um, my one friend, Dre, he was pretty close with Nick and we all just kind of had the same, you know, it was like a nerd dork group uh, to talk about paranormal stuff or numerology or just all of these different topics that you know, sometimes you just don't find that on your day-to-day um, commute or wherever, whoever you're talking to. So um, Nick and I were introduced via the internet through mutual friends, and then we just would talk here and there and then just kind of like, oh, we vibe with each other. Like, I think, you know, this makes sense or whatever you're talking about is really cool. Like, I have this point. And so we would share things with each other. And then for months, we were trying to get each other um, booked on the flip side to have an episode and it kind of just spiraled from there where you know he had his one episode with me and then everybody was like we need a second and we need to talk about this other book um so now nick and i are friends we talk about things here and there as uh, as things come up but what i do really appreciate about uh, appreciate about nick's work is that he has taken a turn like you said and like throughout all of his discoveries and his quests and his crazy freaking adventures um he's really kind of come down to this like more simplified way of being which i think in a weird way both of us were living those parallels with each other like i was super involved with a bunch of numerology stuff and like all this other stuff and we both kind of found ourselves lost in this whole occult extra knowledge space because there is so much information like you guys said it's easy to 
get lost in whatever this is and then you know we can just kind of find ourselves back into a nice place um and so that's our that's my friendship with nick but yeah yeah it's, yeah it's, it's, oh go for it ben. oh i was gonna say it, we we talk about that especially after coming into like that first year of the podcast we it was like such a information dump <clears throat> because we you know, we could all talk about things at nauseum, but until you get something new to talk about, it's just the same old shit. After that first year through the second year, it was kind of like we, I wouldn't say that we that we petered back a little bit, but it was we've been talking about it more recently from posts of people that we absolutely love that were like, you got to get yourself back out of the rabbit hole a little bit because that, that whole saying of getting lost in the weeds that's a thing like you find that little nuanced detail that's fascinating and that's great. Go pursue it. Go find out about it. But at some point, you got to bring yourself back to reality a little bit, because if you don't, you're going to get lost in all of the details of trying to figure it out. And it's like, we're never going to figure it out. No, and that's yeah. that. That's what happens is you become that Spider-Man meme where you're, everybody's pointing at everybody fed uh shill everything and it's that's not fun that's not a good, mm -mm. good way to live people just uh, well, it's not fun for the friends of those people it's yeah. not good for anybody it doesn't help anything either like that kind of thinking and i get where you get to that actual paranoid delusional stage because mm -hmm. to fall into that you can get very paranoid really quick i just stopped giving a shit about uh most things but especially like uh being monitored by the FBI or something. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Come at I if you really want to take me to the gulag because I posted a meme, okay. I'll probably make better friends there I than think I have that's here. That's gonna happen though. I think that's a thing that people put out there like, oh we go to camps and that's not <laughs> I mean, Yeah. They're just driving people into this negative mind space. Well, and if they really wanted to, it's not like they don't already know you're going to post the meme before you post the meme. As soon as you download it on your phone and then you queue it up to post it, they're like, oh, look at what this guy's doing. It's like nobody's watching us. Like, think about how many people get banned from Facebook and all of the other accounts. That's shit that's usually at a higher level than what we're posting. They don't give a fuck about what we're posting or what we say. Like, if not they wanted to, all they got to do is listen from inside your pocket. Like, they don't care. All right. Yeah. I was I I understand the whole like getting lost thing though, especially with that. It's like caring so much about a, a minute detail because I uh, like I was saying, um, and sometimes I don't like to talk too much about it because like when I think back to this version of myself, I'm like, oh my god. But when I was first learning about the numerology thing, like all of us were so freaking stuck in it like paranoid it'd be like oh my god it's like 7 30 okay uh seven plus three seven eight nine ten okay so ten is <laughs> this would be like oh my god just live your life because it's like wow no, can't do that that's a seven day can't do that that's an eight day can't do that you got to do that on a three day <laughs> or Hold like on. this, whatever this literally was. was you internally it was happening oh like a you monologue know? but then you'd be like no i can't act like that people think i'm crazy <laughs> well that too and then like i started to recognize i was like oh my god i'm so stressed out <laughs> like this didn't last long for me because i think too like my basis is like if i'm not feeling at least a bit calm and joyful uh i know i'm on the wrong path so i've luckily had an ability to always get back to a homeostasis point but like when it was going off into that whole it's a seven day you can't do that kind of stuff i was like yeah i gotta chill 
You gotta no, find something else to do. That's something I've uh, ragged on probably too much for some people, but the uh, the gematria and numerology thing, like I get it, and it's interesting. And the people that study it are probably way smarter than me. But when everything is a number, I mean, that's just kind of how the world is. Everything can be quantified by numbers, right? Mathematical. So st- focusing on every little thing and being like, oh, this is happened on this day because nine plus eleven is nine eleven, and then eleven you know, plus 11 is 22. And th- that means that, okay, uh, you lost me already. Yeah. I can't, I'm not yeah. doing that. Even if it's, it's correct though. So even if it's like completely true, you can't live your life that way. It would be like watching a game be played or watching or someone telling you a whole movie in advance and then trying to watch it and have that genuine experience. You won't. So if you yeah. are figuring out life and just say it's true. Sure. Great. I don't think your life will be better if you're living by this calculated method instead of truly experiencing the joys of life from, you know, an innocent mindset, you know? I couldn't have said it better because if you're trying to dictate every little, you know, oh, in this period of my life later, you know, in the future, it's it's pretty much a self-fulfilling prophecy at that point too. So if you don't take a step back, you're going to just be so lost. So I couldn't have said it better. You said it great. Yeah. Yeah, that, be, you'd be miserable though. I'm sorry, God. Yeah. That is the self-fulfilling prophecy thing. I mean, and you, you could get into, oh, it's because you're thinking about it so much that you're actually manifesting what's happening. And yeah. that could be part of it too. But when you're focused on one thing, that might just happen. And unfortunately, people have a tendency to focus on negative things because that's the scariest. So you focus yeah. on negative shit and then that shit happens and you're like, fucking knew it. Yeah. Like, and then you're like, I'm a psychic. And it's like, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, that's interesting, though, the connection between, you know, if we've lived these lives before already, so you might know that something's coming and you're kind of afraid of it. And maybe you sort of know, but you don't know for sure or manifestation. Like there's a very fine line between psychic and manifesting. I don't think I hate the word manifest. I think it's super stupid, but I think right up that there with frequency and vibration. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm kind of on the same I... wavelength you guys are on right now, too. Like, like it's hard for me to yeah, oh, we're on the same frequency right now because it's really hard for me to be like, I manifested that. Like, I, I don't want to tell anybody when I feel like I did that because, like, that word is so, it, like you said, it's popularized and it's kind of horny a little bit, kind of, but it's uh, fine. It's, yeah, it's cor- it's definitely corny. And we've talked that about that a lot too about the the new age terminology it just drives me up the fucking wall. I get the idea behind it, but the words themselves just peeve me off now. And I'm like, eh, I don't want to talk about that. Like love and light. Like that's oh. beautiful though. Ugh. Yeah. Those are two really great things. But when I hear someone say that, I'm like, oof, I'm tuning out for <laughs> indefinitely. Yeah. I like piss better. How about piss and no piss and love? Not that either. There has to be a balance. That's all there has to be. I don't want to like, you know, be repelled by those people, but I also don't want to be drawn to them. I want to take it in and then take well, a step back. I think what peeves you off about and most people off about that is what we talked about a couple of shows ago where everything isn't just love and light as much as you want it to be. And you can have that mindset. That's fine. But there's very dark shit out there. Be aware of it. Don't get lost in the dark shit either, but at least be aware that that's out there and not everything is flowers and fucking, you know, rose petals. Yeah. Yeah. And it all comes down like through the flip side to what's been really cool is, and I've said this on so many episodes that I've done is that every episode that I have, somebody comes in and heals a part of myself I didn't even know was there because it's just like every single guest, we all have our own perceptions of the world. So coming into all this type of knowledge and all this stuff that we like to talk about, we start to pick 
and choose things that we think, oh yeah, that's what I believe. And then when you start seeing how many different things there are in the world, like you just don't get trapped into anything anymore. And then you can just kind of take a step back and be like, oh yeah, like the love and light people. Okay, great. Like, you know, and then I don't hate them. That's good for them. I don't want to say they suck and they're lame. When I hear those words that initially usually is my first thought, but I don't want to be that way. So I'm growing, you know, trying to, we we all are everyone. Yeah. We all are (laughs) accepting of everyone and people need to stop. Um, caring about what other people do and say anyway. Like when I hear it, it kind of bothers me. It doesn't mean that person should stop saying those things. They can do whatever they want. Yeah. And that's uh, like you were talking about growing through all of this. It's definitely helped. I mean, all of us out look at things in a different way and entertain ideas that we never thought we'd entertain. And it doesn't mean we believe it or we subscribe to it, but at least we can hold it in our head and be like, yeah, we'll keep that around for a bit because that's fucking interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Like and Bigfoot. how I never gave a shit about Bigfoot, but it could be a thing. It could be a thing. And how beautiful is that? Like, I know we were talking about the period of time where it got really political, like from 2020 to kind of the beginning of 2022 and just how exhausting it was when if you ha- if you even talked about anything, it was like, they believe that or they believe that. And it's like, we just want to talk to everybody. <laughs> you know, it's kind yeah. of refreshing yeah. to be in this space again where you can just be like, oh, yeah, I don't have to necessarily believe in anything if I don't want to. And just you don't have to know names. Everyone yeah. expected you to know who everyone was. And if you didn't, I felt dumb. I mean, I still feel dumb on every episode. Don't I get always me wrong. feel dumb. But, <laughs> but in 2021, especially, I just felt people were talking about all the shit I didn't care about. And if I didn't know who someone was, they were like, oh, you don't know who Marjorie Taylor Greene is or what? And I'm like, no, I don't fucking care. I'm sorry. Dude, I we talked about it a little bit, but I have been so out of the loop, especially on politics. It is the best time of my life i've been yeah. i was our uh buddy ryan over at dangerous world uh he's great too you should get a hold of him but he uh i was talking to him the other day i'm like dude for like three weeks now i've been on a bender of listening to these sci-fi radio dramas from like 15 years ago it's great it's a story i can do it while i'm at work and i'm so tuned out of anything political or world events or anything that it's actually surprising because i get home and you know see a post on instagram and it's like well, I didn't know that happened. Huh. I also don't care. I'm going to go back to listen to this uh, Midnight Burger show because that's way better. It's great. <laughs> I love it. it could be sticking a, a version of sticking your head in the sand, but I have to at this point. And I think we all probably need to stick our head in the sand every once in a while. I don't, I don't feel like you're sticking your head in the sand to block out the noise. Like it, before all of the technology where you just had it instantly all the time, it's like, you actually had to seek out what was going on in the world and whether or not you believed it like now you can't get away from it. it whether whether like I get what you're saying, Joe, and and I actually agree with that. It's just kind of one of those things where it's like even trying to stick your head. It's like it's hard to get away from it now. It's not it's the opposite of it. It's like you can try to get away from it. But at some point, it's like whether it be now personal interactions, someone's bringing up even if you haven't been paying attention to this stuff. Um, it's, it's kind of hard to get away from it. And I would say that now sticking your head in the sand is probably more healthy, uh, individually than it used to be. Um, but I, I definitely am more inclined to agree with you that that is the approach to take, uh, when you were talking about entertaining, you know, whether or not you believe it, it's like, there are some times where I've been paying really good attention to a guest 
And then they just say that one thing where I'm like, I am now going to take everything that you said and I'm just going to complete the rest of this podcast like I'm watching a movie. Great premise. But I see all the special effects and I'm not sure that I believe it all. It's fun to entertain and I'll complete the movie. But I don't you know, it's I sometimes sometimes people go a little bit too far and that's fine. It doesn't mean that you should be like, oh, you're wrong. And here's why. Like, fuck it. Like, let them have, their, I, I let them have the, their thing. The too far stuff is great sometimes. Like the agreed the shit ever is like, ah, that's amazing. I never thought about that. Like, <laughs> I don't believe it at all. But I love that you brought yes, that up. Exactly. Go into it with an inquisitive mind, though, beforehand. True. Then you don't really care what they're saying in a negative way. You don't True. have to stick your head in the sand if you're just going into it like, okay, let's hear what this person has to say. I'm going to have no um, opinions whatsoever about anything good or bad. I just want to hear it and then take it in and then you can process it later. It makes for a better conversation. Then there's no worry about what you're going to do. You don't have to worry about yourself because you're already protecting yourself mentally in advance, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of like the negative comments that we get. It's like, oh, let's see what this nice fan has to say. It's like you read it and you're like, oh, well, I thank you for your opinion. Like, <laughs> it's fine. We, I don't even want to give those people credit. Anyway, Alex, Fuck off. flip. Sorry. <laughs> what, you said you started your show for your love of aliens, which we also love. Well, Joe and I do. Ben, I'm not so sure. Um, maybe he likes them a little bit more now. But have you had any weird experiences or heard any crazy first-hand stories from people no and you know what this is the funniest part about all of this is because people think because i run this podcast where i'm talking to people you know there's that um can i don't want to say it's a misconception or it's just probably a conception that like because i'm talking to people who are talking about it i'm going to start having those experiences it's kind of what you hear when you start talking to a lot of paranormal people it's like oh you're going to start seeing ghosts or you're going to start seeing spirits and i'm over here and i'm like I still haven't seen anything. Same here, dude. We haven't seen shit. Same. I love hearing the stories. So every guest we have on who is interested in aliens, I just ask them. I wasn't expecting you to, but oh, I wish you did. But no, no worries. Well, it's it makes me think that that kind of thing, like you know, they say I I can't remember who the quote came from, but if you stare into the abyss, the abyss stares back at you, and whatever. And that's probably true to a lot of different things but as far as ghosts and bigfoot and things like that go we've talked about that for years i've never seen anything close to that we have seen ufos which i can't explain i don't know what the fuck that is but nice is it one of those like uh so i mean we could go really crazy here into the brain being a a receiver more than a generator of consciousness and i mean that's a a big stoner debate you know but like maybe it is something like that the people that see ghosts or paranormal shit they're they're little tuners just a little off it doesn't mean mental damage or like uh, a brain malfunction or something it's just their little filter is tuned a little differently so maybe they see stuff we don't you know know. i i talked to a medium she's actually a great friend of mine now and she was on the flip side and um uh when i was a guest on her podcast actually she was telling me the difference between a spirit and a ghost like that kind of vocab um in whatever way she could describe and she was like a ghost is somebody who doesn't know that they died so they're just kind of like lingering around in this dimension and a spirit knows that they've died and they come and like visit and it was so funny some of the stories that she was telling me because she was like yeah there was this one lady that had to get out of this guy's house because she kept trying to get in bed with this guy thinking it was her husband it was like some uh-huh. random guy who moved in and we were cracking up because it was kind of like and you know i'm not trying to be um 
rude or mean because my, my grandmother passed away from Alzheimer's, but it's kind of like that Alzheimer's thing where it's like it, when the family member thinks that their grandson is their husband and they're like, oh, hey, and they try to kiss them. And it's like, grandma, <laughs> like, I'm not your husband. <laughs> but that's like what she was talking about. It's the ghost situation. And I find that so funny, but I think uh, truly like maybe I'm not tuned to it because I think if I did have the covers pulled off or whatever, I would be like, I'm I'm so traumatized and terrified that like I would just be done. Like I I, I talk a big game. Like yes, I want to see it all. I'm so interested. Take me on the spaceship. But then I'd be like, never mind. <laughs> so- <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, I'm the same way. That's why I don't. I do and don't want to do DMT at the same time because if I if the veil gets really pulled back, like I want to have it. I want to be able to pull it back myself and look. Like the opposite of what I just said. You shouldn't live life by when it comes to DMT. I'm terrified. I'm so afraid. If you want to curate your experience a little better and not just have it blown the fuck out of your head. Because it's, it's so yeah. unknown. And it I, people say it's more real than real, but that's kind of how dreams feel sometimes. So who knows? Yeah. Like, it's super. Would you like for me to share my DMT experience? Um, yes, I will just say that yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, this was years ago. <laughs> so I didn't, I had never heard of DMT. Never knew what it was. I went to art school for college. My first weekend of art school, my roommate was like, oh, my God, you like weed? You're going to love DMT. And I was like, (laughs) and I was also like a late bloomer weed smoker. Like I smoked like, like oh, wait, you like Bud Light. So you'll like Jack Daniels. Right. (laughs) Like it's totally or like you like to drink. Here's heroin. I don't know. I'm sorry. Some bad correlation. But it was definitely like. I had no clue what I was doing. I was, I had drank in high school, you know, like the typical like teenager thing. And then I was actually a late bloomer to weed. I was like, ah, like that's scary. It's a drug. And so I didn't smoke my first bowl until after senior year graduation. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to art school. Like I'm going to take some weed, like love it, love weed. I'm going to do pot. (laughs) I'm going to do pot. And my roommate was like, you're going to love DMT. So the very first weekend I have art school. Um, I smoked DMT. I didn't know what I was doing. And I wasn't laying down or anything. Like we were on an abandoned racetrack and we were like walking around. And um, the one thing I can say about it, at least for me, and again, I don't know the quantities. I, I don't know what I did. I don't know the quantities. Um, did you do one DMT or three DMTs? Right? Like, I don't know I if you put a lot on a bowl. Like, I have no clue. And so it was just like my roommate and then this guy that she had found in the dorms who like made his own DMT and like it was the three of us. <laughs> like sketch. I know. I'm so like I I'm definitely oversharing. Like I'm sorry to my employer. I'm sorry to anybody who's going to listen to this, but you know, whatever. Um it, I will Nobody's say that it, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. I I will say that it was not um it wasn't like how do I put this? If I had known now like oh dmt is all of these things i would definitely be afraid to do it but not knowing anything about it it was kind of like that perfect scenario to do it because i had no expectations no fears i didn't know what i was doing i just thought it was going to be like maybe some mushroom kind of thing and um i did see colors that had never existed before so i saw this color teal that i had never seen like that's the only way i can describe it is like similar to teal but it was a different color blue than ever and then uh we were walking around and everything started to pixelate my legs felt like they were 30 feet tall when i was walking like it felt like (laughs) (laughs) and that's it no this was like 
you know, pre, this was kind of like the pre-Instagram era almost. Like Instagram had just kind of taken off and like, it was just before anything. <laughs> so Or everybody took videos of fucking everything and you just yeah. had stuff with your brain. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like a, a close to breakthrough because I know there's different ways they talk about dmt where they have this point where you break through and then everything's like fractal or you see yeah. geometric shit and that sounds like more like you were very very high for a couple minutes yeah like i again i don't have any other experiences to compare it to i never tried it again um i never i've never tried acid even though people say you know you would probably love that but i've always been like i tried dmt first thing like i'm good like you know that's and, a uh, animal weird. too though because that's that's a commitment that's a time commitment of <laughs> eight to twelve hours yeah that's, and see after oh yeah sorry i didn't mean to cut you off i just meant like a dmt only lasted 30 minutes like 30 45 minutes so it was very short and whenever somebody told me like oh you'd love acid it's gonna be 12 hours i was like oh no no, no, I can't imagine that for 12 hours. <laughs> so it's a 12 hour yeah. roller coaster, though. So there's ups and downs with acid. And Joe and I, we've told the story a million times, but we took a very, very heavy dose of acid that our friend had given us. And we thought it was one tab. So we oh, cut no. it in half. But really, it was like 10 hits of acid on one tab. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It was too much. So we took half of like a 10 strip, basically, not knowing. I was like, let's just have a mild night and take half a tub of acid. It'll be super fun. It's like Friday. We don't have kids. And we were like tripping balls like crazy the whole time. Our carpet was breathing. I felt like my I felt like my inside of my body wanted to just like get outside of my skin. Like I didn't want to be inside of my my body at all. I didn't see anything weird. I just felt fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh it, it was memorable. I mean, 14 hours later at five o'clock in the morning trying to go to sleep is memorable. Oh, so we actually had a shared experience when we were in that exact trip where we were trying to go to sleep and we were just like holding each other like, oh, let's try to sleep. This is awful. And I, I was seeing these cartoons. I can't describe. They were very colorful cartoon type creatures and they were growing and melting into a ground in front of me, like picture like a flat plane. There was this cartoon would like come up out of the ground and like morph and its eyes would change and its mouth would form. And then it would like kind of look weird and then it would melt and go back in. And that kept happening. And so I'm laying there terrified of this thought and I'm like, it's okay. Like we're going to be fine. And Joe out loud says, babe, I keep seeing these weird cartoon creatures like morphing in front of my face. And I was like, fuck no this is awful because i didn't want that to be not that it's real but it was in my head and has at the same time yeah, what do you think about that as far as hallucinogenics go is that is it all figments of your imagination is it all just chemistry in your brain or is it something else because there's plenty of stories about people seeing the exact same thing not as stupid as what we saw but like either being able to telekinesis or not it's not telekinesis telepathy each other is that how you'd say it? Where you can read each other's thoughts. Like there's tons of cases of that. People well, on acid can communicate 
like mentally. We were on the How, same type that? of acid though, too, which yeah. is interesting. So maybe the same. Oh, that could be. Yeah. That, so yeah. it felt like we were taking two different tabs of acid. It was the same one we cut in half and we kept seeing the same things. So I'm wondering if it would have a connection like, like just say it's a movie or a, a some sort of yeah. digital download of sorts and we cut it in half and put it in our bodies and we both were seeing the same thing because we were like the same as like watching the same thing if that makes sense no that does make sense and that could definitely be it like maybe it's the same molecular structure and then it's affecting y'all's brains the same way but you know the paranormal like woo woo side of me wants to be like you guys are seeing the same part of the veil lifted and like you know that kind of stuff so i think it could go either way and i those are the questions of why i started this podcast and like those questions that i've had to be very kind with myself and just like realize that i probably will never have a definitive answer but it's still fun to think about so i think it could be either one but that's so fun no, that's perfect. I, that's where I would uh, want someone I'm talking to to be because uh, what we talked about earlier with the extremes of you have somebody who's hard science and they're like, no, this is just molecular composition of the lysergic acid and this is what it does in your brain and all that. Then you have the other people that go the other way and they're like, everything is one. Everything is love yeah. and love. We are all connected, which could be true too. But there's some middle ground there that we should probably be more in line with than either of them. You know when we die and we can't tell anybody about it. Like when there's no one to tell on earth, that's when we'll know all the answers. And then we get to come back and, and you're like, shit, again. it's too late. I'm dead now. And that's why yeah. spirits come back. Because they're like, no, I figured it out. <laughs> so I think we're like, oh, it was like this the whole time. That was super fun. And I think I think death is something amazing and we all feel great and we're all connected in that moment. But then when we come back, we have to forget that. Because then yeah. we live our lives very differently. Death has here. to be awesome because we all do it. It's metal as fuck. <laughs> I think that's going to be great. I'll let you know, though. Well, something that okay. really changed me it was the there was actually a little like I can't remember what documentary it was, but it was watching it with Ram Dass and then one of his best friends. I can't remember his best friend's name, which is I'm not giving him credit, but they were both talking about how um, I think he, the best friend had been diagnosed with cancer. And then I think Ram Dass had had his first stroke. And so they both were kind of in this place of like talking about death and like getting there through, you know, once going through all these years of spiritual work and both of them were like really excited to die. They were like, I think it's going to be exciting. And it was like, so profound to me because if anything that was always a fear of mine growing up was like oh like i'm not gonna be here one day that's terrifying and then now i've kind of come to this really healing place where it's like yeah i don't really want to think about the way i'm gonna go but like eh, you know i gotta it made me it, it actually did make me enjoy the present more and have more fun now because i'm like this whole thing is wild <laughs> like this whole life thing is crazy so like I might as well be living with joy I feel like there's a lot more pain in life than in death. A lot of people that have like had NDEs and all that, they're like, death was completely painless. Like it was, and if, if, if it happens the way we think where you just kind of pooped out of your body and you're not in there anymore, then you're not feeling all the physical shit. So it wouldn't hurt. It's not something that hurts. It just happens. And you're like, whoa, it's like who's this ugly ass dude laying on the ground? Oh shit. That was me. I don't care because I'm dead now. And then you move on. It's like a dream, you know, where you uh, uh, there's been so many times when I've had a dream where in the dream, I'm not worried about dying. It doesn't it's not even a thing that crosses my mind. But then somebody pulls a gun out and pulls the trigger and I wake up like that's that trips me out. That's what makes me think that it's something like that. It's like waking up from a dream because 
Ben, have you ever had a dream like oh Ben doesn't dream, never mind. But I've had so many dreams like that where I either fall off something or somebody shoots me in the head or whatever happens, and then I wake up and I'm in this place. And I'm like, shit. Yeah. I've then had that, that place actually several times where I've died uh in dreams, specifically one where I got shot. Um and it it I mean it kind of felt like a movie, but the same way that you have sensory details that you've never felt, but in the dream you're feeling them. Um, like I was running away from somebody and it was the whole running through water, couldn't get away, slow motion thing. Got <sighs> a whole, every night. Got what a hole blown through my chest. I fell down. I turned around and all I saw was, you know, movie status gun barrel right at my head. And I sat up and I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, okay, I'm here. We're good. But I like in in the process of it, it was hard to breathe. I could feel it in my chest. It was fucking it was crazy. Yeah. What do you think about uh, Alex? What do you th- or flip? Sorry. What do you think about things like that, like dream interpretation or what do you think dreams are? Because that's something we don't I mean, we've talked about several times, but I like to get different people's ideas on that. What What do you think dreams are exactly? Are you looking into a alternate you or are you plopping into somebody else's body somewhere because it's weird how you you can have a dream that makes it think it makes you think in the dream that you've been there before and you know what's going on and you know how to do certain things and then you wake up and you're like i don't even know what the fuck that was how did i know that is it just like dmt is it just a hallucination what do you think it is I think this is a great question. Um, I don't have a definitive answer on this one because there are so many things that I think about in this space of dreaming and sleep in general. Um, I'll give a backstory in a minute of like my own sleep situations. But um, I I think that there's a really cool possibility that like, yeah, if we are just souls inhabiting a body and we get to like travel around to different dimensions or different things like that, like that's a really cool theory. And I think like eh, plausible who knows um but with dreams and stuff this is actually one category that i have not taken any time to dive into because i have always been a sleep paralysis person and so like the thought of lucid dreaming or really getting into that is a lot for me because i'm like i just want to go to bed um but i know people who have gotten addicted to lucid dreaming and then they start to live or they start to want to live more asleep and in their dreams and they do reality so for me this is a i mean it's a really interesting topic and definitely something i need to research more because um for me i think it's just like i might either get addicted to it if i tried to lucid dream and be like wow i'm like can do like magic powers and stuff or whatever it is <laughs> um so yeah i think there's so many plausible things but yeah i've always been a sleep paralysis person and uh that apparently is like the the veil of like the dead trying to talk to you and like it apparently so my medium friend again was telling me that like i probably like do have sight into talking to people that have passed but i just do not want to do it because <laughs> it's been happening since i was a child and i'm just like no and i like it happens all the time to where i just like know what to do i'm like okay i can't move my body and then like i just get out of it like it's not scary anymore bored by sleep par- paralysis uh, not bored by it it's annoying <laughs> Wait, does it go away eventually? Because I've had sleep paralysis several times also, but I feel very, I feel like there's something weird happening. I can see like the room kind of turns green or one time I had a weird like demon thing yelling at me, but it had 
ears, like cat ears stitched onto its head. It looked super strange. So, um, uh, but I try to get out of it. Like any dream, yeah. anytime I'm dreaming, I'm a tard. I don't know about this world. I forget this world immediately. When I'm in a dream, I have a mission. I have something I'm doing or I'm talking to someone or there's something going on and it's very, very vivid. And I'm just, again, completely forget about this world until the moment that sleep paralysis hits. And then I'm like, oh, I can scream and I can try to wake up. So I start screaming <clears throat> and I just sound like to joke. Yeah, yeah. eventually, but I, st I flail my arms and I scream and, but I'm obviously just like, like I look very stupid in real, real life, but are you actually moving? Bit. Are you actually moving and you can, you're actually saying things like, can you hear her when she's no, trying it to sounds, get out of I it? Have a, I have a, a sound drop from her. Actually, it sounds like this. Oh, really? Could you hear that? Uh-uh. One that doesn't oh, play. God damn it. It's the one that doesn't yeah, play. Yeah, it's just someone going, who? This will work. We have a Biden one. So. Uh, it sounds so. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. like, oh, God, sorry. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't mean to cut you off. It's like, that's what I feel like it, I'm doing in my head. Like, I am trying to say things as I'm trying to get out of it. And, like, I can only, I've never asked my boyfriend if he can hear me. <laughs> like, because I, oh. I've told him before, like, yes, I have sleep paralysis every now and then. But, like, it's so, it happens so often that I don't know. And he's such a deep sleeper that I don't know if he's ever heard me. But, like, also, too, this is kind of embarrassing. <laughs> But because I've like it happened so often, I've heard like the th the phrase that you need to say is in Jesus's name I rebuke you, <laughs> and so oh, that's that what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I say when I have sleep paralysis. So God only knows if my boyfriend is like every night when she's asleep, she says <laughs> in Jesus's name I rebuke you, because that's what I'm saying in my head, and like I'm conscious to that level to where I'm like get the fuck here but um yeah so i need to see if he can hear me <laughs> no i guarantee you can't you're not saying that exact thing i mean I, I shouldn't say i guarantee when i've said things so that demon thing when it was coming over it was scaring me because i saw another person in the sleep realm like so i was floating on a bed floating in like space like not outer space but just like this blank space and i saw yeah. a person another person sleeping and I crawled to the edge of the floating bed I was on and he crawled to the edge and we both tried to touch hands and as we tried to touch hands this demon came up and was like <gasps> ah! and it was I don't I'm calling it a demon but it looked like someone wearing a demon suit it was very strange anyway so was I was a like demon from wish get out of here fuck you get out of here but really what joe told me i was doing because he is not a deep sleeper he was said i was like no nah, nah, nah. <laughs> oh, no no none of the words i was saying were coming out at all but but he he has it down where he just hits me or pushes me nice. or like hold me and he's like get out of that and then it snaps me out so no or i'll just you can train your boyfriend to i'll let just him snuggle know. up yeah. to, like snuggle you and be like yeah yes it's a, and then you go Ugh. <laughs> see that's so that's so nice and i probably should just be more open with him about it because like i i mean i've told him before but i i feel like it happens fairly often that i haven't like really figured out how to be like um yeah but i i've never knock on wood i've never seen anything or ever seen a shadow or i've never sh seen the shadow people that people talk about with like sleep paralysis and the shadow people like it's always just me like laying down seeing the room like i can't move and that's it um, so you don't see but the old hag thing either then 
no, no. <laughs> Thank huh. God. No. And uh, the only thing that has been weird, though, is that the things that I'm listening to. So sometimes I'll listen to um, sleep meditations to go to bed. And when the sleep paralysis is happening, sometimes those words go from like really pretty nice things to like like that. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what that is. So you um, bed baked. No, I don't smoke actually anymore. So, oh. yeah, I haven't smoked in six years. Oh. But when I did smoke, I oh, actually, that's a lie. I did have I had sleep paralysis there, too. Yeah. So <laughs> they always say that uh, the, the pot marijuana mutes your dreams, but I've never maybe sometimes. But I think it's just because I'm sleeping so much. But I've definitely had fucked up weird dreams on the the. Uh, pop marijuana so i don't, yeah. I don't know what talk about with that but I, if you're having problems with sleep, sleep paralysis that would be my first thing is take a 10 milligram edible before you go to bed and see if that knocks it out of your system that's what ben um, does he loves oh, nice. you. <laughs> well the the thing is that i i can't stand being high i don't like being high i feel fucking retarded Shit. and for the longest time the only way that i liked getting high was with joe because that's where i felt comfortable being retarded and then <clears throat> when i met Lene, she is the biggest pothead like <laughs> i i do not understand how she can function off of the amount that she smokes and that doesn't bother her for me to say that because she knows it um but i it I'll was tell the first... you that yeah she will tell you that um but she's you know this big around and can smoke bowl after bowl after bowl of the dankest stuff and i'm like dude i take two hits and i'm fart dust the rest of the night and uh, she, I feel comfortable with the only reason why I started taking gummies is because of the difference in high that it gives you versus smoking it. It doesn't fuck with my head as much. Instead, it relaxes me and clears it a lot more. And that's what I need for insomnia. When I quit drinking, I spent six months getting like three to four hours of sleep a night. And then I would do that for three or four weeks. And then I would crash for like 18 hours because my body was like, no, you're done. You can't do this for that long. And when I started taking gummies, it's the only reason why I was able to keep my job getting up at 345 in the morning. Oh. So like now it's now it's become such a habit where eight, nine o'clock in the evening, I'm like, and it's time for me to go to bed. I need to be done. So you just made yourself an old man. Why don't you just take high dose CBD, Ben? It has the exact same effect, but without I, the psychoactive effects. We have we have high dose CBD. Um, we have the resin, and I've tried the gummies that are um, virtually all CBD, ten milligrams, five and twenties. Um, and then, of course, I've I've double dosed to see where my threshold was at. The CBD honestly just kind of makes me feel lethargic, but it doesn't shut my brain off, which is partially why I like those hybrid one to one CBD and THC things because the THC wipes my brain without making me too too violently high in that inner monologue like which is uh if kind of deal listeners who haven't seen ben violently too high it is very visual it's it's a visceral oh. high you get you yeah. can almost get high from looking at ben when he's high I, because he he puts it, off this it's his <laughs> eye it's not just the typical eye thing he gets like unsure of everything and he's like well, I can't I can't brainificate. So it ends up being I where I'm so I, I can't think of I. I I can't put together sentences. It's it's the time continuum for me of actually being able to talk 
which is why I am fucking retarded when I get that high and I don't feel comfortable around people because I know I'm not making any sense. So for me, it's like I have to get and now that I've found the gummies, they're super available. They're super cheap. I take one 10 milligram gummy. That's a hybrid strain one to one with CBD. And within an hour and a half, two hours, I'm like, okay. And now my body's trained where at the beginning I had to take 20 milligrams and I was still fighting it. I was still fighting the high because I was so used to the insomnia being that way. But now along with work, I've, my body is, it's like an off switch. I I don't even have to get all the way high and my body's like, okay, it's time for bed. And mentally I'm just clocked out. I I figured that out too. Cause when we stopped drinking during the week, I'm like, I'm going to have such a problem going to bed. I found out really quick that I don't know if it's the job or what, but I get naturally tired. Isn't that weird? You know that, that you can get naturally tired and uh, by like 10 or 11, I'm like, wow, I'm not any kind of fucked up and I'm, I could go to bed. I'm going to go do this. And then I sleep the best sleep ever. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's how it's supposed to be actually. But (laughs) I took 50 milligrams this morning in mode. Well, right. Oh, yeah. CBD. It's funny that you say that, too, because the same way with alcohol, where I could drink a lot, but it would stay in my system for so long. Um, it's the same thing with weed. If I this actually happened very recently, I ran out of gummies. I forgot to stop by the store. You know, it's 20 minutes away. I'm like, fuck it. It's fine. Hey, do we still have some of that CBD resin? So uh, Lene has CBD resin. That's like a small amount of THC. So I didn't get really high, but I felt kind of lethargic and relaxed. And I'm like, okay, this is good enough. I'll just listen to meditation stuff and I'll go to bed. I woke up eight hours later, fucking stoned as shit. I woke up at three o'clock in the morning, not knowing where I was because I was groggy and stoned. And I'm driving to work like this at like five, five thirty in the morning going, I'm still high. This is not good. And I have to work. So I told Lene, I'm like, and ironically gets another DUI. Yeah, it's, <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's like <laughs> I was put in work for not drinking and now I'm getting a DUI because I'm stoned. That's probably not a good idea either. Um, there's been a few times where I, I ran out of gummies. This actually just happened really recently. And I was like, oh, it's fine. I'll just smoke because typically what happens is I get really head high to where I have to. I'm retarded and I have to go to bed. But what ends up happening is. It the the lack of CBD and body high that the gummies give me, I end up waking up at three o'clock in the morning like bing, like ready to go, and then I have to fall back asleep, and then I feel like shit when I wake up. So I did that for a couple of weeks, and I told Lene, I'm like, I think whether it be that I could you know get used to this or not, I'm used to the gummies. It's 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 somewhat of a placebo effect where if I'm only taking one, I'm really not getting all that high. But just taking it and it finally starting to kick in, my body and brain naturally go, okay, it's kicking in. It's time to go to bed. And it works out really well now that I'm used to it. Yeah. And sorry for totally bogarting this whole blunt here tonight, Alex. Um, we get on tangents sometimes and we just start I know, going on. Can we not talk about this shit anymore? I know. I'm sorry. Just a couple more questions. But did you? No, what I wanted to ask you was uh, you're talking about DMT earlier, but have you ever had the inclination to do ayahuasca? Because that is like the LSD equivalent of a time commitment. That's right. Me. Right. And, you know, when I was going. Gosh, when was this? I guess this was maybe like. Four or five years ago now, that was kind of like my first deep. Well, OK, maybe second deep dive into a lot of 
spiritual books and I had put it down for a few years and that this was the period of time where I was like okay let me read these books that have been sitting on my shelf and I read this one book called what the moon said or like the shit the moon says and it's a really short read and it's by the guy um I think it's Gerard I'm gonna butcher it um but he started Rhythmia the Costa Rica uh um ayahuasca retreat And his book was really, really interesting. And that kind of put the idea of ayahuasca in my brain just to be like, oh, this is really interesting. Like, it sounds really healing. And then, you know, as the years have gone on, like, you know, with more social platforms, everybody talks about, oh, the ayahuasca circle, like the sweat lodge and all this stuff. And Aubrey Graham loves him some ayahuasca. And um, so just like listening to all those people preach about it, um, it was interesting. And so I think two years ago, like coming out of the the pandemic era, I was like, well, maybe I should just go to Costa Rica and like <laughs> do that. Like it wasn't really a well thought out um, plan. So I did decide to like put in a deposit to Rhythmia to just go. Like, honestly, I've just really wanted to go to Costa Rica. But my whole initial thing was to go to Costa Rica, not to do the ayahuasca. And I was like, hey, can I come here without doing that? And they were like, yeah, you can come and like do whatever. And then you have the opportunity to do it three times if you want in a week. And I was like, this that's what you guys do is like three times in a week. Okay. <laughs> um, so I still have never gone yet. I have my deposit there if I ever decide to go. I, I do want to go to Costa Rica. But the more and more that I've gone through just like researching things, talking to people. Um, I don't drink anymore either. I don't really do anything. Um, So it's kind of like, I think I might be one of those people who'd get spiritual psychosis if I did it, which like I've seen a couple friends kind of go through that stuff. And um, yeah, but I don't. Spiritual psychosis. I'm sorry. What, what is that? So it's kind of like just I don't know how to explain it, but it's almost like what we were talking about in the beginning of this episode where everything becomes a, this is a number, this is this, like everything is kind of in a different reality. So living in this reality is really difficult for people after. Um, So everything is connected. Like it's almost like a small blip into schizophrenia a little bit. Um, And a lot of people have like, been you know they report that after they do maybe too much ayahuasca or like whatever drug they do um you can even do too many shrooms um so yeah for me i just like i'm like you know i'm just gonna sit back relax but one day i'm not opposed to it at all um i think that there's probably so many people that it's helped and healed and so um definitely all for it if you want to go i just feel like i haven't been called to do it yet you know when your body knows like i should i should try that that hasn't happened yet so yeah it's definitely not for everybody i would not even recommend that for probably most of the population of the world especially right now yeah it's something i'm kind of interested in but like you said i'm i'm almost like it's not like oh i don't need that i just don't think i need that i don't think that's something that would necessarily benefit me I, it's right. hard hard to say because you hear all these stories and it's like oh resolve this issue this mental block or this blah 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 blah. i'm like i don't know it might cause more problems in it yeah you know, like if you guys like rehab you know like you have to want to go there you have to have something to fix and i'm not saying i don't have anything to fix i should that probably be doing ayahuasca for sure but yeah i but want to, for though. people in general if you feel at peace and you're at homeostasis with this earth and with your path ayahuasca is just kind of like an unnecessary rehab 
Yeah. Yeah. That's how I kind of feel about it is that it's more of like, um, cause they talk about it, you know, it is medicine. So unless you're really feeling like I need to go and treat myself with this treatment, then that's just personally me. It's like, I, I was maybe almost there a few years ago where I was like, I really need to get work through some stuff, but then I kind of work it out in a different way. Um, but it sounds beautiful. The ceremonies sound interesting. So yeah, see, I yeah. would go down there to Peru or wherever, Costa Rica, and do those the drum circles and the shamanic yeah. stuff and just smoke a joint and be fine and be like, see, this I would love it. Awesome. I would do that tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That sounds way cool. You're in the middle of the jungle smoking a joint with a weird ass old shaman. I'm like, ah, dude, I want to talk to you. Can I put the mic up so we can <laughs> do a podcast? Down. <laughs> totally down. Well, dude, we can wrap up here. I got to take a wicked piss. Uh, what is your contact info or all of your where people can find all your shit? Yeah. So um, you guys can find me on Instagram at the flip side pod um, on TikTok. I have been very neglective of that platform via this podcast, but um, you can also find it at the same handle, the flip side pod. Um, you can find the flip side on Spotify, Apple, any different place that you find your podcasts. Um, and then if you want to you know, personally add me on Instagram. It's at Alex Filipowski. Um, but usually I, at this point too, I've kind of taken a little step back on social media in general, which has been beautiful. I can't recommend it enough, actually. Um, never expected how beautiful that was. And um, yeah, so you can find me at the Flipside Pod. I respond to all the DMs and messages. So definitely get at me there. And if you have any questions, you can message on there or email me at the Flipside Podcast at gmail.com. Perfect. And yeah, uh, I don't think anybody knows what you're talking about with the break from social media because most people don't do that ever. But it, it would I didn't be either before. Yeah. You just delete the app. You don't have to do that weird thing where people break up with somebody and they delete their, their profile. or whatever. That's weird. You don't have to do that. You can just delete the app and not go on it. There's no. that. I just realized I was like, you know what? Uh, you know, like the screen time situation. Um, I was like, okay four hours or whatever I was doing. And like, that was for more of my personal, like I felt, I felt good being on like the flip side podcast. I'm trying to put out my work there and like, you know, it's community, blah, blah. But on my personal page, I was like, what am I actually doing on here? You know, unless I need to reach out to a friend, like, why am I on here for this long? So I realized I was like, in that four hours, I could have built a business or like what I could have read a book, like whatever it was. So that was the inspiration behind it. But yeah, it's been you beautiful. Into the garden or, you know, yeah. go to hike. Poop. There's so many things you can do. You yeah. can actually probably scoop dog poop while you scroll Instagram, but yeah. run the risk of stepping in dog shit. But anyway, we have veered so far off. I don't even know what the fuck we're doing anymore. But hey, welcome to Legit Bat. All right, we will uh, talk to you later. Thank you so much for coming on Flip, and we will be in touch and we'll have you on again soon. Yeah. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards.
Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.